Welcome to Meet the Actor at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome this evening's moderator, film critic, Jordan Hoffman. Hello, everyone. I know you all came to see me, and I'm glad you did. Um, anyhow, my name is Jordan Hoffman. I'm a film critic for The Guardian and Mashable. And uh, the very important question I need to ask is, of the assembled people here, how many have you seen The Force Awakens already? How many of you had not seen it? Okay, more people have seen it, so the, those of you who haven't are screwed, because we're going to talk about the movie in depth. We're, we're not going to give stuff away, but we're not going to mollycoddle our conversation to you that we're too lazy to see it today. How does that sound? All right. Now, as a reminder, though, and for those of you who remember, tonight's tonight, but this is being kept on iTunes for a very long time, so um, this is for posterity. Uh, now, before we bring out John Baega, I think the key thing to do is to get ourselves excited for a little motion picture called Star Wars The Force Awakens. And for those of you who maybe have spent the last 10 to 15 minutes not watching the trailer, because I know you're all watching it on a loop, why don't we take a moment to look at it once more? Who are you? I'm no one. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. Please give a forceful welcome to Mr. John Boyega.
Hello. Uh, wait, let me just upload this to Snapchat. <laughs> Loving these guys. They are great. There we go. I, I noticed there's one kid over here dressed like Kylo Ren. Oh, man. Boo. I'm so scared right now. And there's someone else over there dressed like Darth Vader. Where? I don't have the heart sure. to tell him that he's Just not like in the movie. Just a dark side assembly or something? <laughs> um, it's been a couple of busy few days for you. You were just in London, and before that, you were Australia. And, and do you know what day it is right now? That's no, no, no. I, I don't even know what year <laughs> it is right now. It's just, just ridiculous. Well, well as a, you know, I am, of course, a very professional film critic when it comes to most movies. But when it comes to Star Wars and things like that, I, I, I just devolve into a drooling fanboy. So I have been um, obsessing over the trailer that we just watched. I've been yeah. studying all the pictures. And, you know, before the movie came out, Mr. J.J. Abrams does a very good job of keeping a pretty tight lid on what the movie's all about. Yeah. We see pictures of you. You're a stormtrooper, but you're holding a lightsaber. You seem like a bad guy. You seem like a good guy. Is he the new Luke? Is he the new Han? But I've seen the movie, and Finn is Finn. I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. So let's forget about trying to put him in what he was in the old movies. Finn and the other characters, Ray and Poe and all these guys are their own guys. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about how uh, you and JJ and the writer um, Lawrence Kasdan uh, discussed the character um, from the first when you first knew you got the job to the first day of shooting. What was that process like creating the character in your head before you went out there and started running around with laser swords and blasters? Um, it, it was an um, interesting process. I mean, I first heard about Star Wars after Disney uh, bought Lucasfilm for like, you know, four pounds or something. Um, and uh, then they announced that JJ was on board for a new Star Wars movie. See, as an actor, you, you, you tend to think, okay, where's the opportunity gonna come from? And family, uh, finally, Femi, my agent, called me and just told me that uh, we have an audition for you. It's for the new Star Wars movie. Um, and the breakdown was boy one, charming, funny, hero. Girl one, strong, independent, hero. And I'm like, come on guys, I need to be more than this. Uh, but then I went into audition and through the process, JJ gave me notes that then carved from the, the rock of uh, confusion uh, the Finn that we know today. How many people have actually seen the movie oh, in here? A lot of them have. Wow. Yeah, you know, you've Good been doing Lord. so much press where you got to keep quiet. This yeah, is yeah. for posterity. This is for iTunes. We can talk about everything here. Oh, so guys, the scene when... Uh, the, oh. <laughs> there must be some people that haven't There are some it. people that haven't seen it, but they've been warned that we may... We're not going to give everything away, but we may talk a little more than you've been talking in the past. Yeah, I mean, the, the exit door's open, right? Yeah, we're not forcing them to stay here. All right, then. We are no then Captain Phasma. We're not keeping you here against your will. Cool. Um, so, oh yes, so okay, so the part, now, what's interesting, to, this is a New York crowd, this is a hip crowd, yeah. they've all seen you in the marvelous motion picture Attack the Block, right? Wow, wow. Moses in Attack the Block, at first you're not so sure if he's a good guy, and at the end you would take bullets for this man, you love him more than anything. I mean, Hollywood thinks, they seem to call me for the anti-hero all the time. <laughs> the anti-hero who then becomes, becomes, you know. and I think there are some similarities between the two characters, is that something yeah. that you were cognizant of while you were making this film? 
Not at all. Um, I, I, I mean, Star Wars is just a whole different thing. It's a whole different thought process. Um, for me, you know, Moses was uh, quite stoic and silent in most of the scenes and was very serious. Finn, however, <laughs> is is more uh, has more comedic values and 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 is is slightly more quirky and is only brave when he needs to be, not necessarily because he wants to. Yeah, well, there is a lot of humor in the film, and most of the funny scenes are with you because you're pretending to be somebody you're not. Right. You're in very extreme circumstances. Yeah. And I just want to talk a little bit about the characters that you play opposite. So the first guy that you meet in the movie, um, and I absolutely love it, is uh, Oscar Isaac's Poe Dameron, the very, yeah. dr the very dreamy, handsome, beautiful Oscar Isaac. Gosh, man. And what I love about Star Wars in general, what I love about you two guys is you meet and like it's 20 seconds later and you feel like you guys have known each other your entire lives. Yeah. There's instant chemistry. Yeah. So Oscar Isaac is a real person that we all love. Mm -hmm. It's a stupid question, but what was it like working with Oscar Isaac? He's a pretty cool guy. Honestly, it's hard looking away from his face because <laughs> good Lord, is he handsome. But apart from that, I mean, Oscar's a Oscar's a, a, a cool guy, very laid back, very, very funny and charming. And uh, we had a natural relationship when we when we met during the casting process so doing those scenes even though Finn and Poe meet meet each other and then the next second they're in danger yeah. there was time to you know feel like these guys have been brothers for years yeah. and that's a feeling that I definitely wanted to portray well you know in in the movie Ex Machina we see him dance <laughs> and in uh, of course inside Lewin Davis we see him sing yeah did you see him sing and dance off camera at all and he's I mean, he's always shaking his waist. I don't get it. Uh, you know, I mean, he's you know he's got those you know he's got them hips. So well, well, you know, if I had those hips, I'd shake them around too. <laughs> now you talk about the uh, the casting process. You yeah. know, uh, people are familiar with you. You go out for a part. You audition. You read some lines. You go home by the phone. They call you. You got the part. Yeah. Didn't work like that for this. This was a pretty lengthy struggle to get this role. How yeah. how long did it take? Soup to nuts. Seven months. Seven months. Yeah, I, I aged during the process. I got kids, grandkids. Uh, it's crazy. Um, seven months is a. I mean, you can you can practically have a baby in seven yeah, months. Yeah, you li literally, literally. But it's it, it was a long process, and I, and you know I understand now after making the movie, I understand why it was so why it was so long. I mean, if I bought. Uh, a company for four billion dollars. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure those kids audition for three years, mate. <laughs> I'm trying to make that money back, um, but you know. Did you get to know like? And eventually, it's it's there's a thousand, then there's five hundred, then there's seven or eight. Did you get yeah. to know the other guys who were in for Finn? I mean, was there? No, 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 no. I didn't want to get to know the, the, that. Were auditioning? Yeah, I mean, you might see oh, them in the room. That's not my problem. No, no, no. no. <laughs> No, it's no, not no. like you're in the doctor's waiting room next, and then yeah, you come yeah, in. Yeah, that would be so. Like, that's mean. But like, you know, thank you, thank you to uh, Disney for keeping us separate during okay. the tests. <laughs> However, I put approximately three friends on tape for Finn, and I was behind the camera reading as Ray to them. Oh wow! Yeah, just to help them out, and you know, Juno's person. You know, you help your friends, but after my third friend was going up for the part, I'm just here, here like. <laughs> Where's my opportunity? Where's my spot? Uh, but it ended up working out anyway. It worked out pretty well. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned Ray. So this is the next character you meet yeah. uh, in, in the story. Uh, this is, of course, Daisy Ridley's character, Ray, the mysterious Ray. There are still 
What's great about this movie is that when it's done, you can go on the internet and still ask questions about who some of these yeah. people are. Yeah. Um, Daisy, like yourself, is from Great Britain, rural Britannia, yeah. a very young person like yourself. Uh, whereas you had uh, lots of film experience before her, she really had done very little work that we'd seen. This is kind yeah. of her first big, big deal. Sure. Um, as the two young guys who are who are British on this major film, was there yeah. an instant bonding on that level alone? I mean, you're yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it's it's so funny coming onto a project like this. People would expect it to feel Hollywood, and to me, I don't really mess with that Hollywood stuff. There's the feeling of it is just because I'm a Londoner. Um, so coming onto a project that is a big Hollywood film, it didn't feel like it because of Daisy, because she's so fresh and new and would always ask questions if she didn't know anything. So there was a very raw humility to her. And, and it was great for me to experience that. Yeah, yeah, and she's just remarkable in the movie. It's, it's going to be really interesting to yeah. watch all of your characters change over the three films. But I think yeah. hers, she, I'm still curious about what's going to happen with her. Yeah. The next very important character you meet some might say the heart of the movie itself, BB-8. Ah, oh, BB-8. <laughs> Love BB-8. Now, um, Poe Dameron uh, kneels down, squats in front of the beach ball a lot, and, and still looks cool. I don't know how he does it. But I don't know how he does it either, because when I do it, it's just like... <laughs> well, there's a part in the movie, and again, there's a lot of funny scenes, where you actually... Hold BB-8. And I think you're the only person in the film that holds and caresses BB-8 for a moment. Look, it wasn't a caress. It was just one stroke, okay? <laughs> it's one, one stroke. The, how much does BB-8 weigh? Is it heavy? Is it Because it's a re, this is not a prop. This is, I'm, it's a real machine. I mean... Yeah, I, and I had to hold, you know, hero BB-8. And, <laughs> I, you know, I, you guys don't do kilograms over here, but I do. But it's, it's like holding myself. It's, it's, not, it's not easy at all. But it was... It was cool doing that for, for the whole day. And that's actually my last, the last shot that I shot during production was holding BB-8. <laughs> and then it? you threw it down on the ground and said, right, I'm right, done. Right. And, yeah, and then it was like, it's a wrap. Like, I, I'm expecting my last shot on Star Wars to be with like a lightsaber and snow and wind. <laughs> yeah, I was just holding BB-8. <laughs> uh, but for, for the, I mean, everybody here is a fan, but for maybe people listening, watching later, um, it's not just a movie prop. It is a working... I mean, it's not alive, but there is ma machinists behind it, but see, it really does... This is, this is the crazy thing about that. I know that BB-8 isn't alive, but there's something that happens to your mind when the droid continues to move in between takes. Like when you're walking on set and you see BB-8 just go... Hey, man. It's like... Hey, okay. All right, I'll see you, see you later. It's, it's strange because it, it, it continuously moves. It's like being at Disneyland, you know? They make you feel like, you know, Mickey Mouse is real when really Mickey Mouse is just like Nathan Hector with a cigarette, you know? <laughs> it's, it's just so interesting to see. Well, all right, so we've talked about uh, these, these early introductions. Uh, we actually have a clip. For those of you that have seen the movie are going to realize how great the clip is now in retrospect, and the oh, people yeah. who haven't seen it aren't going to know why we're laughing. That's why we're better than they are. Um, so what we're going to oh, do guys. is dim the lights and we're going to show this very, very short clip. We cannot run them! We might! In that quad jumper! Hey, we need a pilot! We've got one! You!
You you have no idea what the next frame of that shot is. It's so cool. So one thing that you may notice, other than it looks great and BB-8's real and oh my God, there's things exploding, is uh, Finn does not speak with a British accent. No. Ray does. Yeah. She got to keep a British accent. She did. You were working with an American accent. Yeah. How, who decided that? Um, I, don't, I think it was a, a number of people, actually. I mean, predominantly JJ and myself. Uh, but I, I tried to do Finn in the British. It really doesn't work, I promise you. I sound sexy like this just because it's me, guys. Honestly, it's just because it's me. Um, as Finn, it just doesn't work. I mean, in terms of the pace, in terms of the tone, the energy, it, it, it wouldn't work. So we, done, we did it American, and, and, and that was how I felt. I felt comfortable doing it that way. So you, there, there were... You did try it out the other way. I mean, it was a process. I did. Yeah. I did. We need a pilot. Nah, bro. Nah, <laughs> nah, man. Nah, man. No, no, no. It was just. It was just more. There was. There was. There was an energy that that the accent gave to him, especially to the comedy, that made it uh, just more grounded as a character. Well, I, you know, uh, uh, here's something that a lot of British people don't know, and all the Americans won't won't agree publicly, but privately they are. All Americans envy the British accent. Why? Where are we you. It's. We all envy the British accent, and we wish. So whenever we hear British people speak an American accent, it's like, oh wow, I wish we could do the reverse. You know, they get to do uh, it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's uh, how did you did you who did you listen to? Was it a vocal coach or did you watch old movies or just happen naturally? You're an actor, you know how to do these things. Uh, so. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't mean to toot my own horn, people. I didn't have a vocal coach in it, um, <laughs> but I, I've I've been a big fan of of my my favorite movies are American. So growing up, when you go to school and you talk to your friends about your favorite line, it will be in an American accent. So I have friends who are not actors at all, who can speak in an American accent perfectly. Wow. Just because they've, you know, you, it's always something that you've listened to growing up and your favorite films are American, your favorite, uh, you know, movie heroes are American. So it, it, it just felt like a creatively that, a natural good choice. That, that's really interesting. So um, continuing then uh, with the story, you then meet uh, two other very important characters. Yes. Um, one of whom, who should we save the best for last? Well, let's go to my personal favorite next. Yeah. He's not a human, he happens to be a Wookiee, Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah. You meet Chewbacca, and um, you're like, you run Can around. Does hear a Wookiee sound? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you. you you're running around shooting things and chasing and going, ah, and, and, well, you don't do it like that, but that's yeah. how I would do it. That's why yeah, I yeah, we'll be in touch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how is that not playtime? How does that work? How, I mean, you're, 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 you look up and it's not like, oh, they'll do that in post. There's a man dressed like Chewbacca, yeah. Peter Mayhew, not just any man, yeah. dressed like Chewbacca running around with you. Yeah. At what point do you just go, this is insanity? Uh, no, it, it was insanity. I mean, uh, my last uh, screen test for the role, JJ came up to me and JJ was just like, we, we really want you, you know, to, to book this part, but in order for us to do that, we need you to have a really good eyeline. And he brought out Chewy. And I'm just like, you know what? Just roll the cameras because this is so emotional for me right now. It was Chewy in real life, just walk and, you know, just doing the whole, and I'm just like, wow, it's right there. And to, and to perform with him on set is a whole other experience because you, it, it's, it's a symbol. It's like you, I'm, I'm in a Star Wars movie. I'm replying to, to Chewbacca right now. Yeah. I'm like holding him and stuff, wow. you know? I hugged him all the time. <laughs> I mean, there were moments you get back in the car, you're like, yeah. 
Chewy. Um, I, now, I know that they put the sound effects in afterwards. I know how movies are made. I don't want to... But behind the scenes, what does Chewbacca sound like? I mean, does, does, does the guy in the costume, whether it's Mayhew or someone else, do they go, or is it... Uh, so they have this fantastic guy called Jonas, and Jonas is, has been a huge uh, Chewbacca fan since he was a kid. And Jonas just so happens to be built like Chewie, is the same height that Peter was back in the day, knows how to do the bow leg run, and knows how to do the voice too. Like does it extremely well. So he would do it on set. Really? Yeah, wow, live. With the mask on and, and just yeah. would, would actually he would, he would He would do it like seriously, wow. it was crazy. I don't speak Wookiee, but Chewie gets some great lines oh, in the movie. Yeah, really great lines. <laughs> it's, he, and he's feeling himself these days, isn't he? Like, he, he thinks he, he knows. That's what I'm talking about. Chewie's just like, I've, done, I've been there, done that, whatever. Well, with Chewbacca comes, of course, someone else. And we know who we're talking about. Han Solo. Yeah. Harrison Ford, a legend in, in films and, and iconic. I mean, it's like Han Solo is up there. Like Charlie Chaplin's The Tramp yeah. and, and somewhere on that shelf is Han Solo. I mean, it's, it's up there. Yeah. So you and Daisy and Chewbacca are in many scenes in this film running around shooting blasters yeah. with Han Solo and Chewie. Yeah. Did he, um, you know, he's an elder statesman. You're, mm -hmm. you know, a young man. Daisy, uh, even more of a novice. Did she... Did he kind of give you a little bit, you know, some advice on how to do this type of movie, or? No. <laughs> no, literally, no. Uh, Harrison's, uh, well, first of all, I have to say this. Harrison's my best friend. Um, honestly, he is. He won't exactly say it like that, but he is. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool having a, an actor like Harrison who is, who has been there and done that, to, to see him relive the excitement of, of coming back is just ridiculous. Like Harrison was as passionate and was as enthusiastic as, this, as, as if this was his first movie. Um, and so for me, it was, it was really enjoyable working with someone who was still buzzing to just go on set and, and shoot. Wow. Uh, I, I, you know, you, I, you, it sounds like you're joking, best friends, but I read that he, when you were in London a few days ago, yeah. This was probably something you wanted to keep private but got out in the news anyhow. You took him to like your your where you grew up, the neighborhood you grew up, and yeah. your favorite restaurant as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that experience or Yeah, I mean we, we were it was <laughs> while we were filming, uh, we were on the Falcon, um, as you do. <laughs> and uh, I was like by the chess set just messing around and he was just like uh, Boyega. I really want to go to a spot that's, um, you know, really want to go to a spot that's enjoyable. I'm sick of chicken breast and veg, so you know a place. I was just like, yeah, man, you can come, come to where I grew up. So uh, I was just like, you know, you're going to have to like ditch the security though, because that would just be too much. You just go with me, we'll eat some food. And he's like, okay, cool. And we went to uh, just like 10 minutes from where we shot Attack the Block, actually. We just went to the area and we, and we sat down and we just had Nigerian food like, and he was ordering everything. Wow. And you know, for people who are African Caribbean, you know, you, know, you get a bit of a, 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 that's just like a sleep medicine after that. <laughs> Harrison was slumped in the car back. He was just like, the food just got him. And he, he does well with the spices too, but people were starstruck. Um, but the thing about Nigerians are, you know, 
Nigerians are kings regardless what the bank account is saying. <laughs> so after a certain amount of time, they can, you know, he, he, we were able to just have a normal right. meal, which was fun. Wow. That is a cool story. That is a cool story. Well, I, um, let me consult my iPhone for a moment uh, because I did jot down some questions. Honestly. I read on the internet that Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper one day. Yeah. Did you know that? No. <laughs> I didn't get none of the cool people on my set. Simon Pegg was also. Yeah, Simon Pegg was there. He's but, your old buddy. But, but Simon Pegg was there. Like You know that cousin that just never leaves your house? <laughs> that's, that's what Simon Pegg was like on the Star Wars set. It's like, Simon, you, you're done filming. You can, you can go, man. He's just like, no, no, no. I want to see Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. He was there all the time. Uh, Captain Phasma, played mm. by Gwendolyn Christie. Yes. Um, yes. Who never takes off her helmet in the movie. Yeah. Uh, she's your boss at first. Yeah, she and, is. And then you kind of tell her what time it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in charge now. I'm in charge. <laughs> how, how much, I'm sure you've had crappy jobs over the years. How much fun was it to tell your boss to go take a hike? Um, I've never done that in real life, but... What I did convey was the energy of all the stress I got from my previous bosses forced into that one scene. So I did, you know, take the mick a few times. I mean, the, the, the shot that you see in the movie was actually one version of like 15 versions that we shot where I was just talking smack to this silver thing. Uh, so it, it's pretty cool working with Gwen. And isn't she like scary in that thing? And fierce. She's really cool. Um, did, did, I would, I would just, I would imagine that like, you know, in between takes, she would take the helmet off, but still be wearing the, I'm really hoping yeah, photos but, of that. But you know what? I just think, I was just like, you know what? That's my girl from Game of Thrones with an upgraded <laughs> suit. I was just like, yeah, that's hard to come back for season six. Is Jon Snow dead? Um... <laughs> You shot the movie in England, as you mentioned. There were some shots I don't think you were involved in in Ireland and Iceland. The production went there. Yeah, wasn't involved. Um, but you went, all those scenes on the planet Jakku yes. were in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit what it's like to fly to a very faraway place and make the biggest movie of the decade? I mean, let's just say, man, the flight is uh, obviously fantastic. You're, you have time to think about what you're about to get yourself into. I mean, I was going through notes and just really thinking to myself, okay, I'm gonna do the first take uh, as Finn uh, in the desert of Jakku. I gotta really bring it. And um, so for me, it was I was just fixed in concentration. But then when I got to set in the desert, JJ was just like, okay, all you have to do is walk for your first day. I was just like, what? <laughs> oh, no, no, where's my monologue? Where's my whole, you know, save, save, you know, save the day and that stuff. He was just like, no, no, you're just, you're just walking. And I was walking for my first day in the desert, literally just walking. And Daisy was doing dialogue, stunt fights. <laughs> My day finished at like 12.30, her day finished at like 6 p.m. I'd come onto Daisy's set and just be there with like a tropical juice, be like, yeah, good work, love. <laughs> doing well. Love that stuff, love. Was it really hot? I mean, it was Really hot, and I had to obviously wear the Stormtrooper outfit in that heat, and that was excruciating. I mean, most of the behind the scenes shots you will see is just wet towels, <laughs> ice buckets, and me just like, because it was, it, it was so hot, but it helped for the scene. And, and as a Star Wars fan, we all know that Anthony Daniels did six movies in, in, in a similar type of suit. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to do it. 
Awesome. Well, listen, the time has come. We are now going to ask a few, qu a few questions from the audience and these gentlemen with the red. Hi there. So Hi. how does it feel to finally be able to speak about Star Wars after all this time? It feels unnatural. <laughs> because for years we've been, you know, I've... I, I, we, JJ and Disney didn't have to force us as a cast to agree not to say anything. I think that we all, for all those who've seen Star Wars spoiler free, it's quite the experience and it brings you back to the old days of filmmaking where you didn't necessarily, you, you couldn't tell the whole movie from one trailer. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big movie buff and I'm a big advocate of going to see a film and being surprised. Um, and so I just kept my mouth, I just kept my mouth closed. But it does feel good to, to just discuss it now, fanboy out, literally. <laughs> Oh, hi. Um, I actually, that was kind of the question I was going to ask, um, but I guess follow-up question. Uh, have you read the script for episode eight, and can you tell us everything that happens in it? Thank you. A long time ago in the galaxy. So. Um, I have read a script. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, man. <laughs> Two years, break. Another two years, gosh, I'm gonna go crazy. Hi, um, I'm a film student currently and I'd love to hear more about working with JJ and kind of like what you look for in directors. Um, for me, I always like a director with a good balance. And what I mean by good balance is enough vision, number one, and then enough freedom for the actors to be able to do their jobs. So I, uh, the style of acting that I choose to, to take for each role, um, I, I love to be the character, I love to become it. Not in a method type of way, but in a scene, I, I like to watch a movie I'm in back and feel like I can't remember doing that stuff. Like watching Star Wars, half of the things Finn does in that film, I can't remember making a decision to do it because it was, uh, there was instinct and there was freedom and there was the ability to be able to be creative. And JJ is a big advocate of that. I mean, he would, we would start a scene with the dialogue and he'll be like, all right, let's just do your version and let's just do a version that you guys feel free with. And that's how Harrison works as well. And improv really makes way for magical moments. And when you have a director that has a good enough balance to understand the technical point of view for at least a good shot, color correction, visual effects, practical effects, but then he has artistic knowledge also for character arcs, dialogue, and, and uh, fun. It's always good, so that's what I look for. Yeah, it's, it's really the whole package. I mean, the movie no, really moves, and it's beautiful to look he's at. He's fantastic. Did he do the thing? Did he do this, play the drums on the, on the microphone? Oh my gosh, you know about that? Yeah, yeah, he did. How'd you know about that? I, I know a few things. Oh, know. wow. Yeah, yeah, he did it's, do that. It's a little annoying, right? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, JJ, I don't need a beat. I'm trying to fight Kylo Ren. Like, come on. Yeah. Hey, John, huge fan. I watched uh, Attack of the Block Thank and you. huge fan of Force Awakens. My question is, what was it like when you first met such a legendary cast with Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford? What was it like, like meeting them for the first time? Mm. Oh, it, it was uh, really cool. Um, I met Harrison for the first time while in stunt training um, with uh, Adam and... He just walked in and just, you know, you know when celebrities do this thing? And I say celebrities, because I'm not used to this whole celebrity thing with myself, so I don't call myself a celebrity. But Harrison was just like, hey, 
I'm Harrison Ford. Like, I know, bro. Like, what the hell? Like, I know. I know you're Harrison. Um, and he's, he was really charming and it was surreal to see him there because I'd read the script, but to see someone right in front of you ready to start filming was a whole different feeling. And I, I met Mark and, and Carrie Fisher um, at dinner. And there was a real magical moment where all three of them met each other in a corner of the table and just embraced each other. And I was just there like, <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> it, was such, it was such a good moment to see, just see them bonding and the way they, they were with me and Daisy, they really embraced us on this journey. We didn't feel like there was a big gap between the old generation and the new. We felt like this was an ensemble cast. And so they're, they're fantastic, they're great. All right, so I'm cheesy. I just want to know what was your favorite line to deliver from the film? Like, what did you love the most to say? Um, I love, uh, I don't want to spoil it for people, but I'll just do it. The chin act. <laughs> I loved doing that, because it was just a natural thing. Like, Harrison just kept on, I was just like, why are you always doing that, bro? Like, come on, stop. <laughs> so it was a good thing for me to implement into that line. And we tried like 26 versions of that one moment, um, which I pray they obviously release in behind the scenes. But it was, that was the line that I've, I've found most fun. Hey, John. Hey. So uh, kind of like a two-part quick question. So now that you're in this uh, iconic franchise where people legit, you know, have weddings themed of Star Wars, like yeah. it, 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 it kind of, brings this like heavy responsibility. Mm. Like did that ever come into your thought process during filming? And then secondly, I just got back from Disney and you're like the star of the Star Tours ride, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, like at, has there been a point yet where you're walking down the street and like see yourself on a Taco Bell cup and you're like, this is insane. Like what's the craziest place you've seen yourself? Um, I remember when, uh, and I'll give it to you guys, you know, uh, I tried to go on a date um, with a girl who knew nothing about me, which was fantastic. You know, you're trying to go fresh like Prince Hakeem, you know? Just trying to be like, you know what I mean? You're just trying to, I want her to love me for who I am, you know? And I pick her up, we're in a car, and I'm like, you know, talking to her and saying, you know, we're going to a nice dinner. And this was in New York, by the way. We get to Times Square and she's like, what do you do? I'm just like, that. That's ruined the whole situation. And for me, like, that's the craziest experience is seeing myself just kind of elevated. But not only that, but within the Star Wars realm, it's so crazy to me to see that. I mean, I don't know how actors get over it. I'll probably be here like in five years, like, meh. But it, 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 is, it is, for now, it is it's quite the experience to see my, myself like that. I'm frequently talking about what is the best movie of the year. Star Wars is certainly a contender for the top spot. Um, but I know for certain what the best short film of the year is. The best huh. short film of the year is a video of you watching the trailer for the first time. <laughs> so... Come on, that was take eight, that was take nine, right? No, no. <laughs> so, so literally that night I went to a Lakers game and all these players were just like, yo man, you're dope in a trailer, man. You should watch it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go see the, the trailer. The trailer must be out. So I, I, left, I left the stadium, went to my agent's house, Phil, and then 
he played the trailer and I, I just went crazy. Like, do you know how it feels to see yourself in a Star Wars movie <laughs> with a saber? No, we don't. <laughs> None of us know. Exactly. And that's the point. That's the point. It's, it's a strange feeling. So if I couldn't handle it. I had to jump over that sofa. I was like, nah, this is crazy. Crazy. It's terrific. No, it really was a, 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 an exuberant moment and, and really fun. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, we're all fans of the movie. And it's yeah. just really cool to experience that through you because yeah. you're a fan also. <laughs> <laughs>